many Christians do not understand. And this night, I'm just going to speak. I'm going to lay a foundation for what's going to happen tomorrow night and Tuesday night. That you'll understand how to be sensitive for what God's going to do. Because God can do something and someone cannot be sensitive and they will not receive what God is doing. The presence of the Lord was here near me and I knew it not. That is what the Bible says. I don't want you to, in this conference, come to this place and God's presence is here. He's healing. He's doing deliverance. He's bringing prosperity to people. He's doing whatever He wants to do, bringing reconciliation and families. But if, I don't want you to miss out what God wants you to do, wants to do to you. But you will have to be sensitive to His presence. You must be able to hear His voice. Are you with me? Wherever God comes into a place, there is a sound. It is just how it is. When a demon comes into you, there is no sound. But the moment the Holy Spirit comes in you, there is a sound. There is always a sound when the Holy Spirit comes in. But when He leaves, there is no sound. When demons come, you don't hear them. But when they leave, you hear them screaming out. So whenever God moves and visits someone, there's always evidence of His visitation. It is not just, oh, I think Jesus visited me. No, whenever He comes and visits you, your life will never be the same again. That is the God what we serve. But we need to be sensitive to His presence. Serve me, I need to be sensitive. My ears have to be open. And I have to be patient. Maybe I must just go on until 3 o'clock tomorrow morning and see who's really here for the right reason. Who's really here to be hungry. Because we want a McDonald's God, a quick, easy, and fast. That's not how the kingdom of God works. Jesus was speaking so long to people that he thought they were going to faint of hunger. That is how long he preached. Yet we want a church of 28 minutes or else it's too long. People can only list 20 minutes. Why are we listening to statistics of this world and not to the kingdom of God? Jesus was preaching so long that he had to go give them food or else they will pass out on their way homes. How many of you have, can pass out after one hour? Not one of you. It means they were there almost the whole day listening to his teachings because they were hungry. Are you with me? You have to be patient. Imagine you were the last person in Acts 2. The last person that just maybe had a meeting or just maybe were having a plan to do something afterwards or you were just too tired of waiting for the promise of the Holy Spirit. Imagine you were the last person that walked out of the upper room and you closed this door and you hear God come into that building. Sometimes you want Him, come, 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 come. It's not how it works. God is waiting for to see who's those that celebrate Him and not those who tolerate Him. Because when he's tolerated, he will not come into your place. But the moment that he is celebrated is the moment that you will fill this place. And you will fill your life. Are you with me? Let's go to Acts 2 verse 1. When the day of Pentecost has fully come, that we're all with one accord in one place like you are tonight. And suddenly, say with me suddenly. So they were not prepared. It was just a Suddenly. So these guys were actually waiting for it to happen the next day maybe or next hour. It for them was a suddenly, yet there were other people that was impatient. So for them it was quick. For those that was in the building, it felt like nothing because they were in the spirit and not in the flesh. Those in the flesh were, went out because they were, it was long. Oh, why are we worshiping so long? 
and there was a suddenly. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. I don't know how many of you have heard a rushing mighty wind, but there's a sound when you hear the wind of God. There is a sound. You guys know in Cape Town when it is time in August, September, when the winds blow in December, you hear the sound. And this is what they experience because when God comes to visit you, there is always a sound. Not always a noise, there is always a sound. So me, it's a sound, not a noise. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And they were dwelling in Jerusalem. And there was, were dwelling Jews in Jerusalem, devout men from every nation under heaven. Imagine, you need to understand, Jesus came for the Jews. He did not come for the Gentiles. He first came to the Jews, and then afterwards, he allowed Paul to go to the Gentiles. Are you with me? And when the sound occurred, the multitudes came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galatians? And how is it that we hear it in our own tongue, own language, in which we were born? And you can hear those, go read all those different names and whatever. Verse 11. We hear them speaking in our own tongue the wonderful works of God. So they were all amazed and complexed, saying to one another, whatever could this be? So some people were sensitive. What can this be? What is this most commotion? What is this something that is different that Galatians can speak our language? They were sensitive and not judgmental. But if you look at the next verse, it says, Others mocking, saying, they are full of new wine. There were 3,000 people that were sensitive on those that, that day. And when Peter opened his mouth and he preached the kingdom of God, God was ready to visit them. But only 3,000 of them were ready for a visitation. Only 3,000 of them were sensitive to what God is busy doing. You must remember, this is the first time that this ever happened. It wasn't like you and I had the Bible that we can reference, oh, this happened in Psalm, this and that. No, this was the first occurrence that this happened ever. It was something new. It was something fresh. But those who were sensitive were those that gave their life to Jesus Christ on that day. And those who were desensitized missed a visitation. How many visitations have you and I not missed? Because we're not sensitive. We need to become sensitive and not follow the crowds that mocks or follow the crowds that people have the most Facebook views. Now let's follow this person. No, that's not how it works. Are you sensitive to hear God's voice? Because we all want a visitation, but what will happen when a visitation comes? Will you be ready for a visitation or will the visitation come and you say, I knew it not? Or you'll be someone that says, I will wrestle with you until you bless me. Will you be someone that will be sensitive or someone that will be desensitized? Are you guys with me? Are you sleeping? Must I ask you to stand while I'm preaching? Because it looks like Adam on Mother's Day. That's how you look at me. It is time that we don't follow the crowds, but we follow the voice. Are you with me? Who is Jesus Christ? Luke 23 verse 32. 
2 says, There were also two others, criminals, led with him to be put to death. So this was Jesus on the cross with two criminals on either side. And when they had come to the place called Calvary, there they crucified him and criminals, one on the right hand and one on the left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. And they divided his garments and cast lots. And the people stood looking on. But even the rulers with them sneered, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself, if he is the Christ, the chosen of God. The soldiers also mocked him, coming and offering him sour wine. The king of kings was visiting them, paying the price for them and their families and for all generations, all the world to be saved. Yet they were desensitized and they became the mockers. That is how people sometimes are in churches. What is this falling over? You're mocking the Holy Spirit because you are desensitized. You are in the flesh. Are you with me? What am I doing here? I'm trying to provoke that religion out of you that when you come tonight and tomorrow night and Tuesday night that you'll be ready for the visitation that when the visitation comes you don't say, oh, what is this? You're like, God, I receive this. And you walk out of this place and your family will never be the same again. And it says in verse 37, and saying, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. So these guys were mocking Jesus, not understanding, not being sensitive that the king of kings, the one that can change their life is standing in front of them. An inscription also was written over him in letters of Greek, Latin, and Hebrews. This is the king of the Jews. Then one of the criminals who were hanged blasphemed him, saying, if you are Christ, save yourself and us. Being desensitized, opening up your mouth, not hearing. The Bible says, be slow to speak, but quick to listen. And that is sometimes that we as Christians miss because we just want to be right. We just want to be seen. And that is why we miss so many visitations because many times there was angels God has sent to you, but you just want to speak, 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 just want to be heard and not giving God a time to speak to you. But this guy that was on the other side of Jesus became sensitive when all this happened. When he saw someone that was being persecuted, someone that was being mocked, he said, forgive them for they know not what they do. And because of Jesus' love, this guy became silent in himself and he became sensitive. But listen, maybe this man that's standing next to me is the Christ, the King of the Jews. Let me not throw a stone at him, but let me become sensitive and not be in the flesh. I'm already where I am because my flesh was weak. And verse 40 says, But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Do you not know even, do you not even fear God, seeing you're under the same condemnation? And we indeed justly thought we received the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. He was sensitive that this man standing next to him was innocent. Where other people saw pride, he saw innocent because he was sensitive. Then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you are coming into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, Surely I say to you, today you'll be with me in paradise. Even though this guy was a killer, even this guy was about to be killed next to Jesus, and he died next to Jesus, obviously. He lived forevermore. 
no matter what mess he has done, no matter what mess you have done, the moment you become sensitive to his grace, the moment you become sensitive to his blood, is the moment that your life will be turned upside down. But if you're going to keep fighting because you are desensitized, you will come into this place, you walk out the same. Why is it that some people walk into the place and they walk out a different person that can testify like the people have testified tonight? Because there's a moment that I understand that, listen, I cannot do this out of my own strength. I have to become sensitive to God's presence. Just because this man was sensitive, his life was changed. Not because he repented, not because he was a good man. Because he became sensitive to who was in his presence. God changed his mess into a big message. God's voice doesn't always come with a loud voice. Sometimes you're waiting for him to say, Norman, this is God, your father. This says I, it is I, the great I am. But sometimes God speaks in a still voice. But for you to hear a still voice, it means you have to be silent. Be still and know that I am God. You have to be, your mind has to become silent. And that is why when you pray in tongues, your mind is unfruitful. The Bible says your mind becomes unfruitful when you pray in other tongues because then you become sensitive to His presence and not to your own desires and needs. And that is why we pray in tongues in the church. 1 Kings 19 verse 11. And this was God speaking to Elijah. And then He said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great storm, strong wind tore into in, into the mountains and broke the rock in pieces before the Lord but the Lord was not in the wind God was not in the breaking he was not in the sound he was not in the loud sound let me say that and after the wind an earthquake but the Lord was not in the earthquake and after the earthquake a fire but the Lord was not in the fire and after the fire a small still small voice you see, God does not always come the same way. In Acts 2, He came in the wind, yet here came wind, He was not in it. With Moses, he, became, he came in the fire, yet here came fire, but God was not in it. You understand, when God comes and visits you, you need to be sensitive. How is He coming to you? How does He want to visit you? Not how are you wanting Him to come? Because if you are looking for Him in the bush, if, God, if Elijah was looking for Him in the bush, he would have missed it. But it had to be sensitive, say, listen, this is, God is not in this fire. God is not in this wind. But He's in the still voice. Elijah, as a prophet, had to be sensitive. So it was, when Elijah heard it, so when he heard the still voice, he did nothing, his countenance did not change until he heard the voice of God. When the voice of God comes into your life, when you have a visitation from God, your life has to change. There's something in your countenance that has to change. If someone worships like this, I understand that I have no relationship with God. They're offended with God. If you stand and worship like this, you need Jesus. Because the moment you have an encounter with Him, the moment He becomes your, your Father, He removes the heart of stone and He gives you a heart of flesh. It is the moment that He starts working in your heart that you understand you're not made to look cool. You're made to worship Him. Even if you have to go on your knees in the dust, you have to worship Him. That is why you were created. So it was when Elijah heard it, when he heard that still small voice, 
that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. Suddenly a voice came to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? This voice didn't come to him and say, Elijah, this is I. What do you want me to do? No, God was speaking softly to him. And then God, then he had to do something from his side to become sensitive to show God that he's listening and not just hearing because sometimes we as Christians and people, we hear but we do not listen. How many times have your wife said something to you and you just said, oh yeah, but you're like, what, sorry, what did you say? Because we are so prone to hear, not listen, because we want to be heard, but not want to hear other people. We hear, but we do not listen. So God wanted to say, but listen, before I speak to him, I want to see that he is busy looking at me, understanding that I'm about to say something that's important. And this is where God taught Elijah, because he thought he was the only prophet. You can read the rest at home. He thought he was the only prophet. And God said, listen, I have more than 700 that's reserved. And it's at this moment where God even told him, go and do this. Go and anoint this person. Go and anoint Elisha in your place. And that is why God, that's why Elijah came to Elijah. Elijah came to Elisha. And he put this mantle on him. And Elisha said, can I just go do this and this? And Elijah said, but I have nothing to do. What do I have to do with you? Why? We think this was a test. No, it was a test. But it was also because Elijah was offended with God. Because God already replaced him. He had to go to Elijah to anoint him in his place. Go read the scripture. Because he, does not, he was not sensitive before that day. God had to replace him. There are many people that God replaced because they think they're irreplaceable. There is no one on this earth irreplaceable. If Elijah did not take up the mantle of Elijah, there were 700 other prophets that was trained, that was ready to be used by God. Are you going to be sensitive to His presence, that He will use you? Who will I send? It is I. Say, it is I. Because when a visitation comes from God, there is always a result that happens after it. There will be healing, there will be deliverance, there will be prosperity, or there will be a prophetic word. There will come a change. Whenever God opens His mouth, there is things that have to be created. There are things that have to happen. When God opened His mouth, this whole universe was created. The water was split from the earth. Sun and light, sun and the moon was separated that is when God speaks things has to happen but God is waiting to see who is sensitive Moses walked past the bush and he saw the bush burning in that day and age in the desert it was hot they had that plants that moved like that and it turned into fire it was normal to see a bush burn in the in the desert it wasn't a new occurrence but the moment that Moses understood and became sensible listen this is not a normal bush because this bush is not stop burning just like Encounter Church is not stop burning and never will stop burning. Because God is in it. Not because of us, because God is in it. But God was waiting until Moses became sensitive before he started to speak. Many of you want a prophetic word from Prophet Leon or from God or from whoever. But are you sensitive? Because if you're not sensitive, God will not speak. 
And that is why you will see when Prophet Leon walks or when I prophesy over people, there are some people I prophesy more than once. Why? Because they have a pulling. They are open and available. They are sensitive to God's voice and they are ready. And God said, but let's speak to them because they are ready for the next word. With the other person next to them sitting like, I want the word, but nothing happens for them because they are not sensitive. They will hear the voice. They will hear the prophetic word and say, oh, that's nice. Let me put it on the shelf. But someone that are sensitive will understand when the word comes, you run with it. When the word comes of God, there is change. There's a visitation, there is change. The moment Jesus went to any place that he went is the moment that God visited that place. In Acts 10 verse 38, it says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit. How many of you are anointed by the Holy Spirit? How many of you have the Holy Spirit inside of you? Okay. How God anointed you. But let me read it the way the Bible says it. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So the moment Jesus went to a place, God was with him. That means wherever Jesus went, there was a visitation. And the, the Bible says, I am with you always. I will never leave you nor forsake you. So the moment you go to a city, you go to your workplace, you go to your school, you go to the shopping mall, the moment you go there, you are supposed to become a visitation because God is with you. Everyone around you are supposed to get healed and delivered. Why? Because God is with you. That means you become a visitation. Are you with me? But this will take a sensitive believer. Because sometimes you think God is just going to speak and it's going to happen. No. He's waiting for someone to be sensitive. This scripture was given to every one of us. How many of you have a Bible? But yet why is it some people can use a scripture and there's power. And others can use that same scripture. I bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. The name above every other name, yeah, Lucifer, you have to bow down. The demon is not listening to you because you have not been sensitive to what this word means to you. You, you have it here, but you don't have it here. You have a form of godliness, but you have not become like the word. Are you with me? It will take a sensitive believer to change this world. You have to become sensitive the way Jesus was sensitive on earth. He did nothing unless he saw his father did it. He was sensitive. Before he did anything, he had to look into heaven and say, I see my father do this, let me do it this way. When Jesus went to go and heal people, sometimes he spat in their face, sometimes he threw a cloth on them, sometimes they just touched him. A visitation comes different ways. Sometimes you have to be like the woman with the child that's possessed. You have to irritate him until he sees you. A visitation comes different ways. Do not put God in a box and say, if God comes in this way, I know it is Him. That means you have unbelief. Do you know your unbelief is a sin? Maybe you do not watch porn. Maybe you do not sleep around. You may not, maybe you do not drink. Do you know that unbelief is a sin? We miss that. Most people say, oh, I'm holy. But you can't walk on water, so you have unbelief. It's just a joke, but it's true. Jesus was so sensitive to the presence of God. He understood who was in him. Luke 8 verse 40 says, and this was Jesus. So it was when Jesus returned that the multitude welcomed him. 
for they were all waiting for him. And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue. And he fell down at Jesus' feet and begged him to come to his house, for he had an only daughter, about 12 years old, and she was dying. But as he went, the multitude thronged him. Now a woman, say with me, a woman. Remember a woman. Having a flow of blood for 12 years, who had spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any, came from behind him and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her flow of blood stopped. And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied it, Peter and those with him said, Master, the multitude throng and press you, and you say, Who touched me? Why could Jesus ask, Who touched me? Everyone was touching him, but there was someone that put a desire on their touch. Their their touching was not a familiarity or toleration. Their touch was a sensitivity. Many people touch God, but they do not touch him. But Jesus said, somebody touch me, for I perceive I am sensitive. Power going out from me. Jesus was very sensitive. He knew exactly when anointing flew out of him. Some people, we can lay hands on them. They will fall and do what they do. And yet I was like, I'm going to stand like, nothing went out of me. That was your religion. That was your tradition that caused you to do that. We're not looking for people to fall over. They fall over because God f- makes them to fall over. But then you get some people that do it on their own accord. We know it as pastors. You're fooling yourself, not us. Because we are sensitive the way Jesus is sensitive. Are you sensitive of what you have inside of you? Are you sensitive when the Holy Spirit wants you to go and pray? When He wants you to give something to someone? When He wants you to go and pray for someone? Are you sensitive for when He wants to come out of you to touch someone else, to visit someone else? Are we as sensitive as Jesus was? Because God will not draw the ones that are not sensitive close to Him. And I'll give you a scripture for that just now. It is those who are sensitive to his presence that he will allow closer to him and that is why only those who are sensitive that surround me because I don't want people irritating me before service are you with me in the Bible time you were not allowed to greet anyone on the way they let you not allowed to greet anyone because people take something out of you or they will irritate you and then you get in the flesh but I'm in the spirit now I'm relaxed now the presence of the Lord is here give him a praise Be prepared for a long message. Don't be in a hurry. I'm going to read Bible and Bible and Bible tonight. Because I'm laying a foundation. And Jesus is our foundation, the rock. What is Jesus? He is the Word of God. So I'm giving you the Word to lay a foundation that tomorrow night when you come here, you'll be ready to hear His voice. Even tonight when you go home, you will hear His voice. And verse 47, it says, Now when the woman saw that she was not hidden. She came trembling and falling down before him. She declared to him in the presence of all the people the reason she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said to her, say with me, what is written there? So someone, that's in, someone that is in instant, that's not sensitive is a woman. But someone that are sensitive becomes a daughter. I hope you caught that. 
Your identity changed the moment you become from an orphan, a vagabond, you become an adopted son and daughter when you are sensitive and you understand what God has done for you. This woman came from being a woman to being a daughter. Her identity changed in one minute. Daughter, be not woman. Daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. While he was still speaking, some, someone came from the rulers. Remember, Jesus was on the way to go and pray for someone's child that was sick. This was just extra. Save me extra. So even if we just want to prophesy and God wants to heal you, he can do extra. While he was still speaking, someone came from the rulers of the synagogue house saying to him, Your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him saying, Do not be afraid. Only believe and see will be made well. Why? Because he just saw how God healed a daughter. And now another daughter needed him. So he, God is not a respecter of person. If God can do it for one daughter, he will do it for another daughter. But if this woman stayed a woman, he would not have done it. Because he was sensitive. Do not, and, but when he heard it, he answered him saying, Do not be afraid. Only believe and see will be made well. When he came into the house, he permitted. Say with me, permitted. Do you know how many people take offense when I do this, what the Bible does? How many times have Marco was with me in hospitals and when I visit people's house, I will tell the family, please just stand outside. Because they have so much sympathy and they're not sensitive. They want to cry and they want to be all in the flesh. It's like my wife, when... The devil told her, my, my child is dead. I just said to shh, because he was not sensitive. Are you with me? We need to become sensitive when God speaks and when God does something. When our enemy comes in with a rumor or with an attack, we need to be sensitive to God's voice. And he says, he permitted no one to go in except Peter, James, and John, and the father and the mother of the girl. Jesus only allowed the sensitive people to go with him to go and raise the dead. Not those who are on the flesh who just want to come see. Can he raise them from the dead? No. It was those who had faith in them that he's going to do it. It was those who were sensitive and not going to make a noise. Oh, Jesus, why don't you do it like this? Or why don't you do it like that? People that were sensitive that whatever he says, let's do it. And that is even why Jesus' mom was someone that was very sensitive. For him turning water into wine, I don't think it was his first miracle. Because how did she know to tell the disciples, whatever he says, be sensitive to what he says. Whatever he says, do that. Not how you want him to turn water in wine. Whatever he says, just do that. She was sensitive and she told the disciples to be sensitive to what he says. Because the moment he says something, a visitation comes and it has to become changed in people's life. Are you with me? Because all the people that was outside, listen how they responded. Verse 52. They all wept and moaned for her. But he says, do not weep. She is not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him, knowing that she was dead. So these were the mockers, the ones that were insensitive. They were desensitized. And that is Jesus said, you're not coming in with me. I want those who are sensitive, not the mockers. I want those celebrating, those who have hope in God. I want them to come with me. Because Jesus knew their hearts before they even showed him. These were people that ridiculed him. They mocked him because of his belief. Verse 54, it says, But he put them all outside, took her by the hand, and 
called, saying, Let her go, arise. Then the spirit returned, and she arose immediately. And he commanded that she be given something to eat. There are some people in your life that will make it impossible for you to have a visitation. If Jesus allowed all those people to be around him while he was at that room, I don't think the miracle will happen because of their tradition and their familiarity. Don't bother the teacher. Don't let him come. The child is dead. That person was not in the room because he was a mocker. He was not a believer. It is time that you and I become sensitive and not just go with the crowds. We are not supposed to go with the crowds as Christians. We're supposed to follow Christ. Are you with me? And that is why you and I have to be sensitive daily. It is a daily thing, not just when we need God. It is a daily thing. Many people, when they go through a rough time, they suddenly want a visitation. Suddenly they want to hear, God, what must I do now? And then they listen to the first good idea that someone gives them that they think loved them or someone that really loved them. And they think that good thing that someone says is God. And they just dig the deep, deeper. They just dig themselves deeper into that pit. Because now suddenly they're trying to hear God's voice, but they do not know His voice. So then they grab at the first good thing that comes because they are desensitized. And now they're trusting someone else that they think are sensitized sensitive and it's like let me just grab of what they are saying and that is why you get people that make dead because they hear what other people say they're not doing what god is telling them to do how many of you are prepared for a visitation for you to be prepared for a visitation you cannot just call on god when it's going through a difficult time when your circumstances does not look well look at the woman that made a upper room and a house for the presence of god that woman was ready. Whenever the prophet wanted to come there, he was allowed because he had a special room that no one stayed in except him. She was ready to house the presence of God, the visitation of God. Her heart was ready in season and out of season. And the moment that her child died, that he prophesied, she could hear his voice. And then the prophet sent out his, his this is not part of my message, this is all for free. But when he sends his, his servant, I just ask her, what is wrong? I see she's coming to me. She was sensitive not to tell him what he wants to hear. And says, all is well. Yet you will just say, oh no, God, forsaken me. Are you sensitive of what you're coming out of your mouth? Or are you just saying what you feel? People who can't give to God is not ready for a visitation. I'm not taking offering. I'm just giving you keys here. I'm laying foundation. If you cannot give to God, you're not ready for a visitation. We need to understand the moment you visit a king, you cannot come empty-handed. It is a physical and a spiritual law. Kings on today's life understand it. You don't go to a king empty-handed. You'll be kicked out. It's, they, they see it as an insult if you come empty-handed. Still today. Look at the queen that went to Solomon. She did not come empty-handed. She came to test him. She didn't come to celebrate him. Go read the scripture. She came to test if really the rumors that were spread out, but she still did not come empty-handed. Look at the three wise men that went to the King of kings and Lord of lords, Jesus Christ. They did not go empty-handed because they understood a king was born to us today. 
because they were sensitive. Is your environment right for a king? Be still and know that I'm God. Or you in a rush? God, if Pastor Stefan doesn't speak quick, I'm just going to stand up. I wonder if my wife's handbag is ready for me to slip out. You'll miss a visitation. A visitation is not always in the, the loud voices. It's not always in the manifestation. It's not always in the healing. The voice of God can come in a still voice. It can come with me just saying a word. It can come by you just reading a scripture. The voice of God is not limited. That is why you have to come to church with your cup empty that God can do what He wants to do the way He wants to do it because He knows best. We need to come to a place of rest for us to receive a visitation because God wants our attention when He visits us. Many people in their busyness, oh no, I pray and I worship God in my car. That is good, but you're not going to get a visitation because God does not have your attention. That is why He says, go into your room and close the door. Not you, your wife, and your kids. No, you can do that as extra. Say with me, extra. But that is not your special time of God. Your special time of God is alone because God wants your full attention, not divided. Oh, why is my voice, my wife crying now? I'm not feeling crying. I'm feeling joy. You understand what I'm saying? We need to be sensitive. Because the moment Samuel touched his bed was the moment God started speaking to him. The moment that he was rest when he was in his peace place is the moment God spoke. God did not speak the whole day with him. God actually did not speak in that time, in, 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 in this time of the lives. The words of God was scarce, the Bible says. God was speaking to no one. Yet the moment Samuel lied on his bed, God spoke. Because he did not try to work for it. It came by grace. It came by a surrendering. Are you with me? When a visitation comes, it makes the Bible more real to you and it makes the Word of God more real to you that you will understand your identity is not in your surname. Your identity is not where you come from, but your identity is in Jesus Christ. How many visitations have you and I not missed because we're not sensitive? Always being in a hurry. But when last have we put God first and say, God, I'm going to make my calendar around spending time with you. And not put you in where I can see you can put, fit in. Because that is how Christians these days live. God is just put when there's extra spare time. But then you're already tired. A plan B. But when God, or God allows circumstances to come to your life, then suddenly, oh, Jesus, you're my everything. And that is why it doesn't come. Because you're desensitized and you cannot hear His voice. How many visitations have you and I not missed because we're not sensitive? Hebrews 13 verse 2 says, Do not forget to entertain strangers. These days, our culture has taught us just to shun people away that we do not know. The Bible says, Do not forget to be entertained strangers. For by so doing, some have unwittingly entertained angels. How many physical strangers have we pushed away or not wanted to listen to what they wanted to tell us and God was actually about to visit us because we are so in a hurry we vis miss visitations are you with me God comes in many different ways even Moses had to be sensitive to turn back 
Elijah had to be sensitive, and the moment God spoke, he had to do something for God to be able to touch him. John 10, verse 23, and I'm going to tend to one irritate religion when I read this message, the scripture, because we quote scripture, but we do not understand scripture. And we think every scripture is for us. Yes, every scripture is for us, if you do what the scripture says. Are you with me? And Jesus walked, John 10, verse 23, and Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then the Jews surrounded him and said, how long do you keep us in doubt if you are the Christ? Tell us plainly. Many of you are waiting for God to prophesy or say something over your life. How many of you know that when a prophet prophesies over you or a minister or anyone prophesies over you, they're not giving you something you did not know? They are just giving you what God, a confirmation of what God has already told you. But we have become insensitized that we do not hear His voice. And that is why we're looking for everyone to give us words. No. It's because you have become desensitized. And God has to use a different avenue. And Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe me. So Jesus has already told them, yet they were not sensitive to His, his voice. Because they were waiting for a king to destroy Roman Empire. Not understanding it came to bring a different type of kingdom. That the battles not against flesh and blood as they sought. They were spiritual rulers. They were Pharisees and Sadducees. They were the people in the synagogues running God's people. Yet they were looking for a physical battle, not a spiritual battle. Not understanding that the battle is not in the flesh, but in the spiritual realm. And Jesus told them, listen, I am the one. Yet they were not sensitive. How many things have God not told you, but you were not sensitive? May that be the end tonight. But from tonight, you will hear His voice. You will understand His voice. I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But you do not believe because you are not of my sheep. As I say to you, my sheep hears my voice, and I know them. And they follow me. Save me, my sheep knows my voice. And many people use this scripture and say, but ha- and say, oh, I can hear God's voice. I don't hear, let man prophesy over me. How many of you really know God's voice? My sheep knows my voice. If I am a farmer, let's say, Peter, just stand here. And the five or six people stand there. Peter, you are this side. Just stand there, a group of people. So I am now a farmer. I want to give you a picture. I am a farmer. Here's my sheep. Are you guys my sheep? You guys understand? You hear my voice. You know my voice because we spend a lot of time with you. You understand my voice. Now I go to the auction and I buy a new sheep. Someone, Peter, just gives his life to Jesus Christ. He's a new sheep. Now this person, oh, I know my shepherd's voice. Shh, you don't know your shepherd's voice. Go to the sheep. And spend time with your shepherd. And when you spend time with your shepherd, you will know his voice. For you to understand God's voice is not just becoming a Christian. No, it is spending quality time with him. That is how a sheep will know the shepherd's voice. Not just by being bought. We have missed it as Christians. Oh, my sheep knows my voice. Are you spending time with God? If not, you do not know His voice. Even though He has made it available for you, you will not be able to hear His voice. You can have your seats. It says, and I know them. For God to know you, and they follow me. 
It means it was not just a one time that God spoke to him and I had to listen. How can I hear what God wants me to hear? How can I tell someone, I see you have back pain. I see you have pain here without them telling me anything. How can I do that? Because I had to teach myself. I had to learn myself how to be sensitive to His voice. And yes, sometimes God allowed me to make mistakes. I think God tricked me sometimes to see if I'm still going to listen, even if I miss it. Because sometimes when we miss it, ah, oh, now I was in the flesh. No, maybe God just tested you if you'll be faithful. I remember I would go to people and say, listen, I see you have back pain. No. Then the next person, and then when I leave that person, my back pain is gone. Because that is how God speaks to me, word of knowledge. And then the next person I can go and I say, I, hear, I feel a ear pain. But most people stop the first time they failed. I think, no, that was not God's voice. No, maybe God is just testing you if you're going to try again. Then I'll go to the next person and say, listen, I feel a ear pain. And I'll say, yes, it's, it's tremendous pain. I said, don't worry, God has sent me, he will heal you. It is time that you and I train ourselves to hear God's voice. That is why when I do not have peace, I can bank my life on it. I will, do, I will find out what did I miss. What did I say wrong? What did I do wrong? Because I am governed by His peace. But many of you, us as Christians, we do not know His peace because we are not in His presence. Are you with me? Even spiritual people sometimes become insensitive. How many of you know that the Bible says God does nothing unless He reveals it to His servant, the prophet? So that means God does nothing, literally does nothing, unless He shows it to His prophets first. But I want to show you something. A prophet that was desensitized. How God even almost killed him because he was desensitized. God has spoken to him, but because he was not sensitive, he was almost killed. Numbers 22, verse 31. And that is why many of us, we go through life just missing death. By the, you think it's luck, but it's by the favor and grace of God. Because we are not sensitive to his voice. Numbers 22, verse 31. And this is the prophet Balaam. Then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes and saw, and saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way with his drawn sword in his hand. And he bowed his head and fell flat on his face. Imagine this guy was driving on his donkey, a prophet of God. So God had to tell him before he does this. Before God sent someone to kill him, God had to tell him beforehand, listen, this is going to happen. But he was not sensitive to God's voice. The donkey was more sensitive than the prophet of God. Say with me, I'm a donkey. So you're allowed to become sensitive. And he was striking the donkey, wanted to kill the donkey. He even said, I wish I had a sword in my hand that I could just strike you. Because he was in the flesh and not sensitive. And then the Lord said to him, Why have you struck your donkey these three times? Behold, I have come out to stand against you, because your way is perverse before me. The donkey saw me and turned aside from me these three times. If she had not turned aside from me, surely I would also have killed you by now and let her live. People that are in the flesh and desensitized and not sensitive always look for the problem by someone else. Why is this one treating me like this? The moment your sensitive is like, how did I treat him? Why, why are they responding the way they are responding? He wanted to look and kill the donkey because the problem is the donkey, not knowing that him, a man of God, was actually the problem because he was not sensitive. 
And Balaam said to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned, for I did not know you stood in the way against me. Now therefore, if it displeases you, I will turn back. God does nothing unless he reveals it to his prophet. So God has revealed this to him, but he still wasn't sensitive. Because of his sensitivity level, he was not capable to hear God, even though God spoke to him. How many times have God not spoke to us and we're not sensitive to him? It was almost too late for him, but God had extra grace for him. Because God had still a purpose for him. You are here because God has still a purpose for you. He still has grace for you. And he wants you to be his sheep to hear his voice. It is not for elect some, no. God wants each one of us to hear his voice and understand his voice and be able to interpret his voice. It is not just for some people with gifts, no. It is for every single one of us. But we need to train ourselves and we need to learn the voice of God. It is not just something that's going to happen. You have to test the voice that speaks to you. Because he does not speak to everyone the same way. 1 Samuel 3 verse 1. Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli, Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. So there was not a lot of prophetic words at that day. There was no widespread revelation. And it came to pass at that time when Eli was lying down in his place. And when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see. And before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord where the ark of God was. And, Samuel, and while Samuel was lying down. So say with me, while Samuel was resting. That the Lord called Samuel and said, and he answered, here I am. So he ran to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. So God spoke, but he heard his father, Eli. He thought it was Eli calling him, but it was not Eli. How many times have you not heard a voice of God, then you thought it was someone else? So he ran to Eli and said, here I am, for you have called me. And he said, I did not call, did not call, lie down again, and went and, went and lay down. Then the Lord called yet again Samuel. So Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. He answered, I did not call you, my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. So many of us, we have the word of God, but have this word been revealed to us? Many of you are sheep, God's sheep, but do you know his voice? Have he been revealed to you? Not your mom or your dad or your, your spouse. Have he been revealed to you? Because he's looking to speak to you personally. He wants this personal encounter or visitation with you. But are you sensitive to when he speaks? And it goes on and it says in verse 8, And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. So he rose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you did call me. Then Eli perceived, so even Eli that was a man of God that suddenly had to become sensitive. After the third time, had to become sensitive. Even him was not sensitive. And the, word, the Bible says actually earlier that the word was rare. Why was the word of God rare? Because even the men and prophets like Eli became desensitized. That when God spoke, he had to speak three times before they even knew it was him speaking. So was God's word actually rare? Or was there not people on earth sensitive to hear his voice? Then 
Then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down, and it will be, shall be, if he calls you, that you must say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood and called at, at another time, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered and said, Speak, for your servant hears. Now your servant has perceived it is you speaking. Your servant has become sensitive to you and not wanted to go to his earthly father. It is time that you and I become sensitive when God speaks, not always looking to man, but to take responsibility for our own lives, being hungry for a visitation from God. If God can visit me, if God can visit my wife, prophetess and prophet Leon, why can he not visit you as his son and daughter? But we have to become sensitive. Then the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do something in Israel at which both ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. In that day I will perform against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. For I have told him that I will judge his house forever for iniquity which he knows because his sons made themselves vile and he did not restrain them. His sons were not sensitive. And, and therefore I have sworn to the house of Eli that the iniquities of Eli's house shall not be atoned for by sacrifice or offering forever. Because his children was not sensitive. They did not have any fear of God. This is the only place in the Bible that I have read where God said my atonement will not work. To a priest's house, pastor kids, PK, pastor kids. Because they were not sensitive. The father was sensitive because he could hear God's voice. But it, because he allowed his children to be not sensitive, and they he allowed them to do what they wanted to do, the curse came on the whole family. And God had to use Samuel to do it. Then Eli, in verse 16, And Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son, he answered, Here I am. So he said, What is the word that God, Lord, has spoke to you? Please do not hide it from me. I think he, he knew God's going to, it's about his time is now. Say it's my time. But you will not get the bad, you'll get the good. Are you with me? And he had to prophesy the word of the Lord, and I want to skip that. <clears throat> because some people start good in their ministry. Sometimes start when you give your life to Jesus, you start good. You hear his voice, but there's a place where you get familiar or a place where you get busy with the things of the life and you become desensitive to his voice. And that is why many people in the Bible have become desensitive. And because of them being desensitized, God could not do to them what He has promised them to do. Look at the life of Abram. God said to him, I'm going to take you to the, the plant. I'm going to let you leave your father's house. And I'll take you to a place that is blessed. A good place. God didn't tell him exactly where the place is because God understood that he must continuously be sensitive to his voice. Because if he does not be sensitive, be sensitive to his voice from point A to point B. In the middle, his character will fail him. In the middle, there will be some calamity will come to him. Because if, he, if you give a child a gun that is loaded, you are a fool. You just teach them how to work with a gun when they are at the right age. And that is the same. When we God speaks, there is power. And that is why I can prophesy over most, if not all of you. But the moment I prophesy, are you ready for what God's going to say? Or you're going to turn that into a bad thing. We need the Holy Spirit to teach us and to help us. 
every single day and speak to us in a still voice or whatever voice he wants to speak. Maybe he speaks through a scripture, maybe he speaks through a friend. He knows what way he wants to speak, but we have to be sensitive. And when he speaks into you, with you in a certain area or a certain way, do not think he's going to speak tomorrow the same way. I have noticed that when it's real life and death, when it comes to doctrine, when it comes to certain things in my life, the season I have to make, it is not a nice way God speaks to me. He removes all my fear that it feels like I'm busy dying. That is how He speaks to me. I do not know always why, but then I have to go and find out what happened. What, what are you trying to tell me? I have to become sensitive. So God will allow the fear or anxiety to come on me. Not a demon of anxiety. Relax. It is the fear of the Lord that will come on me and like, what, what's going on? Then I have to be sensitive. What is God busy saying to me? Sometimes he just gives me some nice word and he prophesies over me. He sends an angel to my room, plant a church in Cape Town. That wasn't fear or anxiety. That was just him speaking in a different way. But we need to understand, hear his voice and know his voice when he speaks and how he speaks. Because when he speaks in that tone, you don't have to wonder, is it now a blessing? Is it a curse? Is it must I stop? Must I go? Is it the red? Is it the green? Is it the orange robot? What is it? Must I go? Must I stand still? You need to know his voice that when you hear that voice that I hear, you stop and what's going on now? It is not. And then sometimes God speaks. You can still go, okay, I'm listening. Okay, I'll change that. Sometimes when God speaks, you have to run because if you do not run, you're going to miss it. If Moses didn't walk when God told them to walk, they were still being killed. They couldn't have waited until the Egyptians are on them. They said, now let's try to walk now. No. The moment God spoke, they had to walk. Genesis 20 verse 2, and I'm going to give you some examples. I'm not in a hurry. You're not in a hurry. Tomorrow night, we're only starting now, so it's fine. Tomorrow night, we start at 7, so it's now 7. So the service, here we start. Just cut it from here. We're starting from here. No, I'm joking. Are you guys enjoying the word? Now, now Abraham said to Sarah, his wife, she is my sister. Said of his wife. She is my sister, and Abimelech, king of Kehar, sent and took Sarah. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, Indeed, you are a dead man because of the woman whom you have taken, for she is a man's wife. But Abimelech had not come near her. And he said, Lord, will you slay a righteous nation also? Did he not say to me, she is my sister? And she even she herself said, he is my brother. In the integrity of my heart and innocence of my hands, I have done this. And God said to him, in a dream, yes. I know that you did this in the integrity of your heart. For I also withheld you from sinning against me. Therefore, I did not let you touch her. Now, therefore, restore the man's wife, for he is a prophet. And he will pray for you, and you shall live. But if you do not... if he if you do not restore her, know that you shall surely die, you and all who are yours. So Abimelech rose early in the morning, called all the servants, and told all these things in the hearing 
in the hearing, and the men were very much afraid. And Abimelech called Abram and said to him, What have you done to us? How have I offended you that you have brought on me and on my kingdom a great sin? You have done deeds to me that ought not to be done. Then Abimelech said to Abram, What did you have in view that you have done this thing? And Abram said, Because I thought, Surely the fear of God is not in this place, and they will kill me in the account of my wife. But indeed, she was, is truly my sister, so he's covering up his sin. She is the daughter of my father, but not the daughter of my mother. She is, she, and she became my wife. And it came to pass, when God caused me to wander from my father's house, that I said to her, This is your kindness that you should do to, for me. In every place where we go, say, of me he is my brother imagine this was a prophet of God who was not sensitive to God the Abraham the, fa the father of faith had did not have faith even him himself was not sensitive fearing earthly kings not understanding that God is with him how many things are we facing in life and we are not we are cowards not wanting to do it for God. We are cowards not wanting to go pray for the sick. Not telling people about Jesus. What if they don't listen? Put your finger like this. Say with me, if anyone around me, at my work, my school, where I shop, dies without Jesus, it is my fault. Because you were too afraid. You were like Abram, a coward, not sensitive, fearing man rather to God. Not understanding the king of kings on next to you on your side. The king of kings told you to go there. Do you not think that same king will protect you? The problem is we as parents, we do not teach our children how to become sensitive to God's voice. And that's exactly what happened with Abraham and Isaac. Isaac did exactly what his father did. Your children will not do what you tell them to do. They will do what they see you do. Do your children see you are sensitive to God's voice? Do they see that you are ready for the visitation? Or do they see you only call out to God when you need a visitation or when you need a miracle? Genesis 26 verse 1. And I'm not going to be that long, so you can just bear with me. Genesis 26 verse 1. I want you to listen to this. There was a famine in the land beside the first famine that was in the days of Abram. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines in Gerar. Same place. The same place. So God was testing them. The same place his father failed. It is your responsibility to break your family curse. Don't say, oh, but my father, my mother, you are the one that can break a generational curse. I was the first one to break a generational curse in my family. My forefathers were called to ministry. Not one of them stepped into ministry because they were not sensitive. And it goes on and says in verse 2, Then the Lord appeared to him and said, do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land of which I shall tell you. Exactly the same word God taught Abraham. 
Dwell in this land and I will be with you and bless you for you for to you and your descendants. I give all these lands and I will perform an oath which I swore to Abram, your father, and I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. I will give to your descendants all these lands and in your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because Abram obeyed the voice of my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statue, my laws. So Isaac dwelt in Gerar, and the men of the place asked about his wife, and he said, she is my sister. The same place, the same kingdom. That is why you struggle with the same things your father struggled. Because you are not teaching yourself how to be sensitive to God's voice. It is important for you to be sensitive to His voice. The Holy Spirit is your helper. It is not a good quote from the Bible. He is your helper. But how can He help you if you do not know what He wants you to do for you? How can He help you if you do not know how to communicate with Him and to hear what He wants to say? The problem with us as Christians, we go, Father, I prayed you do this. I prayed you bless my business. Have you sit and listen to what He says to you? Maybe God is telling you, listen, this contract that you are bidding on now, yes, you see millions, but there's a trap for you. Oh no, God, if this is from you, let it come. No, you are forcing God to do something He doesn't want you to do. And He allows you to go through that mountain because of your insensitivity. Are you with me? We have to become sensitive by God's voice. She is my sister, for he was afraid to say, she is my wife. Because he thought, lest the men of the place kill me for Rebecca, because she is beautiful to behold. He was desensitive. He was not sensitive to God was with him. He was not sensitive by the prophetic word that God has given him, that your children will be as the stars. I'll give you all these promises that I gave your father. He, the people around him, his circumstances around him, became more bigger and more real to him than the word of God in his life. And that is why we as Christians face so many giants because we do not understand who is standing inside of us and around us, the King of kings and Lord of lords. And we start making decisions out of fear, out of anxiety, not out of the perfect will of God for our lives. Are you with me? Does it make sense for you? Verse 8, Now it came to pass, when he had been there a long time, that Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked through a window and saw, and there was Isaac, showing endearment to Rebekah, his wife. So he was doing something publicly. Ish. Show me Ish. The Bible has fun stories. And funny stories. Then Abimelech called Isaac and said, Quite obviously, she is your wife. So how could you say she's my sister? Isaac said to him, because I said, lest I die on her account, account of her. And Abimelech said, what is this you have done to us? Imagine, this king must be tired of God's people, this lying generation of God's people. Imagine, the second time, imagine, this is like winning the lottery twice. One father comes, he almost tricked me to die in all my house. Now the next one does exactly the same thing. I think that must be, it's like being struck by lightning more than once. It's not very often. It is, it happens, but not very often. What is this you have done to me? One of the people might soon have slain, 
lain with your wife, and you would have brought guilt on us. So Abimelech charged all his people, saying, He who touches this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. Then Isaac showed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. The man became to prosper because now he under became sensitive. A earthly king was more sensitive than, to God's voice than a, than a son of a prophet. He is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yet a earthly king was more sensitive than these men. And the moment this earthly king had God used like he used a donkey. He used the earthly king to make his people become sensitive. God is allowing sometimes your circumstances to make you sensitive to what he says. Because you are not breaking yourself and that is why your circumstances have to break you. Because God dwells with a broken hearted and a contrite spirit. Are you with me? But imagine, the moment Isaac became sensitive to God's voice, because now a king says, whoever touches him will die. He became sensitive, and the moment he became sensitive, listen to what happened the moment he became sensitive. Then Isaac sowed in that land, and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. The moment he became sensitive to God's presence, to God's prophetic word that he has given him and his father. The moment he became sensitive, that thing was activated. Because now he had faith in that thing. Because he saw how God even dealt with earthly kings. The man became to prosper and continue prospering until he became very prosperous. For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and a great number of servants. So the Philistines envied him. Now the Philistines had stopped up all the wells which his father's father servants had dug in the days of Abram his father, and they had filled them with earth. And Abimelech said to Isaac, Go away from us, for you are much mightier than we. Save me, we are much more mightier than those who are against us. But do you believe it? Are you sensitive to those truths? Or when the enemy comes, you are afraid. The Bible says when the enemy comes one way, he will flee seven ways. So why do we fear the enemy? Why are we more sensitive to what the enemy is saying than what God is saying? That is why I always say to people that hears the enemy's voice, Oh, the enemy told me this. No, he's prophesying of you. So whatever he says, do opposite. If he says you cannot prophesy, start prophesying. When he says you can't heal the sick, go heal the sick. Sometimes the enemy allows us to become sensitive, just as they have done in the Bible. The same thing happened with Moses, the servant of God. He was sensitive in the beginning. But some way, because of life, because of circumstances, because of going around the mountain for 40 years, he became desensitive. And he started to listen to what other people say. The same thing happened with real men of God. So don't think... You are that bad. No, God can still speak to you again. Are you with me? Exodus 17 verse 1 says, Then all the con congregation of the children of Esau set, set out on their journey from the wilderness of sin, according to the commandments of the Lord, and camped at that place. But there was no water for the people to drink. Therefore the people contended with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. So Moses said to them, Why do you contend with me? Why do you tempt the Lord? And the people first 
thirsted there for water, and the people complained against Moses and said, Why is it you have brought us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our livestock were first? It is for me sometimes when I read the Bible, I'm like, is this, is these people dumb or something? That the spirit of death and dumb because they literally they look stupid. The same God opened. Imagine you have to walk through the ocean to Robben Island. Will you doubt God ever again? Imagine you have to literally walk to Robben Island from Cape Sea Point. Walk on dry ground. You see sharks there. You see whales there. You walk on dry land. Would and God tells you anything? Would you ever fear again anything? Yet these people fear because they did not have what we have, and that's the Holy Spirit that teaches us and makes us sensitive to His presence. Imagine, I would, I would have faith like a machine, like I will, I will go test this. I would go and do stuff. I don't know. I go serve the waves with my feet, not even with a surfboard. I don't know. If I had to see that, your faith must be strong. Yet these people were not sensitive to the God that's walking with them. They thought they had an earthly God because they were used to Egyptian God that just wanted to beat them and use them as a slave. Not understanding that our God wants to make you a child that you can be able to hear His voice. And the Lord said in verse 5, He says, I'm just going to skip. And the Lord said to Moses, go on before the people and take with you some of the elders of Israel. And also in your hand your rod with which you struck the river and go. Behold, I will stand before you there on the rock in Horeb. And you shall strike the rock, and water will come out of it, that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. So he called the name of the place Massa and Herebah. It means contention. Because there they contended with God. Because of the contention of the children of Israel, and because they tempted the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? What Moses did right at this moment is when people complained, when your wife complains there's not food, there's not petrol, there's not this, there's not that, what do you do? Do you become emotional or do you go to God and say, God, I need help? Because at this mo moment, Moses did what he was supposed to do. He went to God and said, listen, your people need water. He was sensitive to God's voice, and God told him exactly what to do, and he did what God told him to do. But then you can go in Numbers 20 verse 1. I want us to go there. I want to show you the moment he was not sensitive anymore, and he wanted to do things the way he, God did it in the past. If God's going to heal you in one way, it doesn't mean tomorrow he's going to heal you in the same way. God can do it as he wants to do it. Say with me, as he wants to do it. And then the children of Israel, the whole congregation came into the wilderness, of sin in the first month and the people stayed at Kedat the, and Maria died there and buried there now there was no water okay verse 2 now there was no water for the congregation so they gathered together again against Moses and Aaron and the people contended with Moses and spoke saying if only we had died when our brethren died before the Lord why have you brought us up and this is not the same occurrence I need you to understand this is the second time this happened why have you brought us up to the assembly of the Lord in the, to this wilderness that we and our animals should die here? And why have you made us come up out of Egypt to bring us to the, this evil place? It is not a place of grain or figs or vines or pomegranates, nor is there any water to drink. So Moses and Aaron went from the presence of assembly of the 
assembly to the door of the tabernacle of meetings, and they fell to their face, and the glory of the Lord appeared to them. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take the rod, you and your brother Aaron, gather the congregation together, speak to the rock. Say with me, speak to the rock. And the first time God said, hit the rock. God spoke to him and said, hit the rock. Are you with me? Now God says, take the rod with you. And your brother Aaron gathered the congregation together, speak to the rock before their eyes, and it will yield its water. This you shall bring water from out them out of the rock and give drink to the congregation and the animals. So Moses took the rod from before the Lord and he, as he commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly together before the rock, and he said to them, Hear now, you rebels. Hey, so I'm allowed to tell good people rebels. <laughs> Must we bring water out of this rock? So he was actually trying to throw show you. God didn't even tell him to do this. Then Moses lifted his hand and struck the rock twice with his rod, and water came out abundantly, and the congregation and their animals drank. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, because you did not believe me to allow me to allow me in the eyes of the children of Israel. Therefore, you shall not bring this assembly in the land which I have given them. You need to understand, Moses, the place where they lacked water was exactly the same place. It happened a second time. So God gave them a second opportunity. Are you going to listen to my voice? Are you going to understand and be sensitive that I am your provider? I am the one that will look after you. And again, they came around the mountain at that same point, and they failed that same test. But now, not just the congregation failed the test, the pastor, the man of God, Moses, failed the test. Because God said to him, don't hit the rock, now speak to the rock. And because of the leader being disobedient, no one in that congregation was blessed. No one was allowed to go into the promised land that God has given them. That is why you see many churches are not blessed. Because pastors are doing what they see other pastors doing. They're not doing what God tells them to do. They're not speaking what God tells them to speak. And that is why the congregation cannot get, because the oil runs from the head to the beard, to the shoulders, to the garment. That is why it's very important do you follow someone that sounds very beautiful? Or do you follow someone that's stupid enough to follow God with everything He says? That's very important. Because of their disobedience and not being sensitive to God's voice, they were not allowed into the promised land. I'll be blessed going in, I'm blessed going out. Are you sensitive to be obedient? For you to be obedient, it means someone had to tell you something. Or else you cannot be obedient. So many of us say, but I'm not disobedient to God. What did God tell you to be obedient to? For me, when I gave my life to God, I loved driving motorbikes. I had a super bike since the day I was 16 years old. I drove a thousand cc's and I was not allowed because I was not saved and I was doing, I was a rebel. I was doing what I was wanted to do. But the moment I gave my life to God, God told me you never drive motorcycle again. So you can still drive it. I'm not saying you're not allowed to, but something he told me to obey because he knows that's something I love. I love going 160, 300 when I'm not allowed to. I love going on a, my back tire when I'm not allowed to. That's just who I was. And God told me, now obey me. And I believe if I don't obey him, I will die. Not because of he's a bad God, because I am disobedient. Are you with me? He's a good God. Say he's a good God. But how many times have you and I not made decisions because of fear? Moses, 
was so in the flesh when the people were coming against him that he did not want to take another step of faith. He was tired. How many of you as parents, when a child keep on nagging you, you just tell them, okay, just do it. Because you are tired. And all the parents say, it is I. And because of that, you become desensitive. Because of your tiredness. Exactly what Moses did. Moses became tired. Imagine you have to deal with these people every single day, complaining, murmuring. He became a man that was in the spirit to become a man in the flesh. And that causes everyone around him not to be able to walk in the promise of God. How many visitations have you and I missed because we are not sensitive? Because we are too tired. Putting God's prayer time when we are weak. Now I wait until everyone sleeps in my house, then I only spend time with God. Because I want to have peace. Are you with me? How many of us make decisions because of fear or because of our children or family member complain to us? And that is why we are in debt and we just put ourselves behind and behind because we're not sensitive. God wants you to be sensitive. When God told me that this will be the year of visitation, you guys were here. It was a few weeks. um, I think it was just before Christmas, the one evening. I literally saw when God says he's going to bring visitations and people say, oh, who are you to say God? People on trolls on Facebook. Oh my goodness, we just blocked them. Because they do not know the Bible. I didn't say God's going to visit you now. He can. He can visit you before you even come into the church. You can sit in the parking lot and he can visit you. He can visit you at home for all the live viewers. He can visit you when he wants to. But my job is to teach you to be ready for when he visits you. That you will not be like Samuel. Yes, Eli? No. Here I am, Lord. What do you want me to do? I'm at your service. Here I am, Lord. I pick up my cross. I follow you. Are you ready for when he comes in a visitation? But when God told me that this would be a year of visitation, I saw people going into hospitals, cleaning hospitals, ridiculous miracles happening. But are you sensitive that you know that God wants to use you maybe? Or are you waiting for someone else to come and do it? God wants you to be sensitive because He wants to use you for His kingdom and for His glory. Oh, a perverse generation seek a sign. We're not seeking signs. We are signs. These signs will follow those who believe. We are signs. We're not seeking for signs. Signs follow those who believe. Or let me say this. Signs follow those who are sensitive. How many of you are ready to be sensitive for a visitation? 